We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Wednesday, October 25th, and we'll be taking a first look at the uh, NFL uh, DFS slate week eight on DraftKings and FanDuel, as well as we got M- NBA tonight. We'll be looking at some props and pick them for NBA. Remember, NBA DFS, a lot of things change, right? You want to tune into Grinders Live later today, crunch time. Right after that, leading up until lock, that's the best time to build your NBA DFS lineups as projections change. Who's in, who's out, everything of the sort. So to join me this Wednesday for, for the, the NFL preview, maybe not as exciting as NBA, but we want to take a look at some situations that we have to monitor throughout the course of the week before we you know, come up with more strategic decisions on Friday. Squirrel Patrol will be on on Friday for that, but, but we'll... How you been liking this NFL season? Because you, you normally aren't here on Wednesdays when we do this preview. I I pull up the first look week eight article we have free on Roto Grinders, mm-hmm. and uh, this year it's just like you you open it up and you see a lot of yellow and your red, and it's like like oh wow we got a forty seven and a forty six and a half total, and I don't know about you, but I've been playing NFL DFS for you know probably six years. Mm-hmm. I'm used to like, oh, there's three games that are over 50. Those are the, probably the games that are There's like, there's maybe two games that are under 40s. And now I take a look and it's like, do I want to stack any of these games? Like every week is like, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter who, what the teams are. It's like, it's like you look at the, you look at some of these games and you're like, is this Sunday or is it Thursday? You're expecting these types of games on Thursdays. It's like every right. game is a Thursday night football game. Uh, has that has that changed your overall strategy of like roster construction? Uh, you know what, Blend? It's funny you mentioned that because I had have I have had to make somewhat of an adjustment in my play. And let me let me tell you why I say that. Um, it's it's about what you're talking about. And I'm gonna funnel in one additional thing. I feel like 
the NFL is in this weird space where literally there's like, it's almost like the, I don't want to call it the caste system from the days of old, but it's like a redistribution of income, how we would see it in America, where there's upper class, middle class, and lower class. And then as inflation and all these things take place over the years, you end up with slightly more upper class, slightly more lower class, and the middle class kind of gets squeezed, right? And so it, the, 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 the distribution of, of funds is different. And, and maybe, maybe this is a bad example, but I feel like that's the way the NFL is right now. There's a there's this echelon of really good teams. Let's call it the Eagles, Chiefs, um, 49ers, Dolphins. Dolphins, right? There's this, there's this four or five teams up here that are like, okay, th these are the good teams. Maybe, maybe the Ravens are coming, right? Let's say five or six teams. And then there's like this really big clump of bad teams. Let's call it the Patriots. Let's call it the Panthers. Let's call it the Vikings, let's call it the Packers, let's call it the Titans, let's call it the Giants. You see, you see how many I'm rattling off? And then in the middle, there's like not as many, right? And that's why I think, Blender, the, the, the totals have been how they've been. We're not seeing good enough teams face good enough teams for the totals to come up. Every week, it's a really good team against a really bad team. And so the totals are coming out in the 40s. And the really good team scoring 30 points and a really bad team scoring 10. And, and I'm saying that as an example, but I think that's how it's been in the gameplay. And so for game stats, Blender, which is something that people like to do in football in terms of, um, you know, correlation, if you will, I found myself this season more than any other season doing less big game stats and more mini correlation, a, a quarterback and a receiver, maybe a receiver on the other side, but then a running back and a receiver from another game and a running back and a receiver. Like it's just, that's, it's become, you want to pick the teams, not the games. Like I, I don't look at like Falcons Titans and go, well, I want both sides of this game. Right. It's like, well, I mean, I don't mind taking a shot on, on like saints cults. Like, I don't yeah. mind taking a shot on this. I'll play Kamara Olave and then just hope the Saints put up 35 points. And who cares how well the Colts do? Because the game could be 35 to 10. Look at the Correct. Ravens versus the Lions. We take a lot of my lineups have started to be where I take one primary stack. Don't care unless it's a value. Like last week with the Chiefs and Josh Palmer. It's like, okay, when one of the runbacks is like a, 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 a underpriced. Yeah that had some value okay that's fine but and palmer did exactly what you needed him to do yeah. exactly so let's take a look at let's take a look at week eight we have uh we have the chiefs bronc i mean the, it's the teams that you mentioned right chiefs with a 27 implied team total ravens 26 a little over 26 the eagles 25 the dolphins 28 right the 49ers mm -hmm. 25 and then once like then it starts dropping off then we start getting 20s and 21s and some 22s i'm going to go over to lineup hq we have initial projections out which includes ownership obviously this stuff is going to change you can get all this information if you're a roto grinders premium member so sign up for combo premium click on the link in the description get ten dollars off your first month and you'll get lineup hq all of our projections all the nba stuff and we'll get into some nba things especially with the props and the pick them you get our full statistical projections updated as when we update our we update our projections in NBA like multiple times throughout the course of the day, 
So you always have access. You could wake up in the morning and have access to at least our algorithmically generated NBA projections. Then once our team comes in in the morning, we have multiple members of the team that handled our our NBA projections all day. So you'll see the timestamp get updated. Typically, I mean, I'm waiting for that first. Like I go here like 1021 a.m. It's like, okay, someone got in the morning, right? They looked at the algorithmically generated ones from overnight and then just made, you know, made made sure that, you know, the guy that was supposed to be in for today is out, you know, just make sure everything's up to date. Uh, of course, you got all the Q tags and everything in there, but you can use these projections. I mean, this is literally how I, I, I'm betting on, on NBA. Like I just download our, our statistical projections, throw it into Excel, throw it into a dashboard, throw it, look at the lines across the board. And I just, I sort by best line and will, I just, I, 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 I bang them out. I just like, okay, I get my, I get my Red Bull, right? I got, I got my yeah. Red Bull next to me. I spend an hour and it's just like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to bed MGM for this one. I'm going to FanDuel for that one. I'm going and just keep on going until, until I don't see green anymore. Right on my right. list, I just go mm-hmm. bang. You know, thirty bucks there, thirty bucks there, forty bucks there, twenty bucks there. Like I'm just spamming across the board, and then then I'm then I'm good. And obviously, pay attention to the the ones like you know. Well, obviously, the props for Dallas are going to look much different when if Luca gets ruled out, you know, like stuff like yeah. that. But we'll talk about that at the end. But you get that. I just want to I want to highlight since NBA started that you get our statistical projections. You don't have to wait. Until an hour before lock, you don't have to, you you get them immediately and they're yeah. updated throughout the day when there needs to be an update, right? We get news or something Correct. like that. The projections get updated 10 minutes later, you know, something like that. So you don't yeah, have to and, wait. And, and, you don't have to wait to bet props until like five or six o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you probably don't want to do that. You don't want to do that either. Like you want to get in early. Um, and here's what I will say that's to me, Blend, that's slightly different in NBA than, than any other sport. I I will take on, in terms of the prop side, a little bit more risk if I want to get ahead of something. As an example, as an example, let's say they did have things out for the Dallas Mavericks and you wanted to just kind of lean to a side. You said, okay, well, I think Luca's going to be out. I know everybody thinks he's going to be, I think he's going to be out. I'm willing to take on a little bit more risk to play a guy like Kyrie at 23 and a half. This is just examples. I'm not saying Kyrie's right. at 23 and a half, but I'm willing to take on a little bit more risk to play him over 23 and a half because I know if Luka gets ruled out, he's going to bump up to 26 and a half. So that to me, that's and that's it's not as often as you think, but I I did want to share that because I do think you know sometimes sometimes the sites do make a mistake or the books do make a mistake and they'll put things up when there's some pending news and if you. You have a lean, you can take advantage of that uh, from time to time. And then the last thing I will say, Blender, is um, about those situations. When there's injury news, I'm here to tell you the sites have caught up. Most sites, you're not going to get in on any overs on the team that has a, a big star out. However, Blender, what they don't do is pull down the team they're playing against. And while we may not feel like the there are some subtle differences in the game if you take Luca out when he's going to be facing another team, which could help the other team. So I always I do try to think about that with the injury news because the sites won't adjust that. They'll just adjust the team that has the news. And there are some opportunities from time to time on the other side. So just want to share that. And I am uh, I'm done. 
Well, you get all of that information. It'll get updated for you. You'll see all of that in our projections. So use them. Yeah. We'll talk about a couple for uh, tonight, uh, a little bit later. But let's take a look at this this week eight slate. Yes. And there's not that much like injury news. A lot like with Noto, I typically go through. I mean, we have some questions on the Packers with Musgrave and Watson. Obviously, DK Metcalf. I I mean that that's that's obviously a decent one. And Jay Zay Jones, I guess. For Jacksonville, I mean, I'm going under the assumption, I mean, if we just take a look at this list, I'm not sure how much, like, these Packer guys are going to, like, does it make Romeo Dobbs a better, I mean, I mean, you got to give a bump to Dobbs, but a lot of, a lot of these prices have, or have adjusted to, like, with Aaron Jones not really playing, and now that he's playing, that they're not necessarily values anymore. And then we have DK Metcalf, who, I mean, came close to playing last week. I'm just going to assume is in. But we do have, uh, if we take a look, because a lot of people late swapped, like Jackson Smith and Jigba is 4,300. I'm going to assume, Will, that if Metcalf somehow during this week does get ruled out for the next game, I mean, Cleveland's a good defense. But you can't deny the fact that, you know, JSN's contribution. I mean, he he's getting the same target share and the same kind of rap participation as Lockett is. Yeah. Like I don't mind against even against Cleveland at home. 4,300. I mean, that I'm yeah for, for cheap value reasonable. that has to be on my radar. Yeah, very reasonable. If he was 6K, maybe we don't take it. Maybe. Um, we'd have to just kind of look and, and at least get an idea of where the projections are. Um, but but once again, I think at 4,300, doesn't matter how good the defense is. Um, you know, we saw, and look, I'm not saying the 49ers and, um, um, excuse me, it's not the 49ers. I'm not saying Indianapolis and Seattle are the same team, but what I am saying is we just saw Indianapolis scores as many points as anybody on this Cleveland defense. So I'm not, I, I'm not going to buy into their defense too much on the road with Seattle at home with a 4,300 JSN. That's basically where I'm headed here. You know, like at 4,300 JSN. He's going to be a good play regardless. How about the Green Bay stuff? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pull up our Green Bay projections. 20.5 well, implied total at home. I mean, with Watson and Musgrave in, like none of these guys really, really stand. I mean, they're, I guess they're playable to some, to some degree. I mean, they have a projection. But if, let's say, if I told you that Musgrave and Watson weren't going to play, would your, where would your focus go to on this team now would it be the receivers or would it be Aaron yeah. Jones at 6400? I, I, I think at that point Jaden Reed at 3700 probably gets a little steam like he, he, he his projection would definitely come up uh, because it would be him and Dobbs and, and we have seen Jaden Reed uh pick up a few more targets with uh Christian Watson out and in fact if I can uh I've got my my target chart here. I'm because right, he was to... out earlier in the year. I mean, right. We were that's what I'm Reed in the, right. in the first two or three weeks of the year. Right. And that's so also, you... also that that's with Aaron Jones, not really at full capacity as well. Right. Right. Um, I, and, and so here's what I'll say. I'll just kind of give it to you. So when Watson was out, Watson was out the first three weeks, we saw Jaden Reed, five targets, eight targets, seven targets. And then in terms of, Snap share at, at minimum, I think his snap share would, would go back to uh, where it was. And he's still playing. Don't get me wrong. Like he, he's still playing right now. 
Um, but the first couple weeks um, with with watching out, he was 53, 56, 66. And Dontavian Wicks was still playing on more snaps than him. Um, and then Watson came back and he actually had more snaps week four, um, but less snaps last week. So I think he'd still be around the 60s. And uh, but he definitely have, I think, a few more targets if when he's back. So I, I think I think Reed would be very interested at that price. Dobbs would still be the clear number one for what it's worth. OK, so let's take a look at some from running backs. Uh, the running back pool is spread out on different price ranges. One thing that I was surprised and remember, I go very heavily based on projections. So it's just like I I. I expected Daryl Henderson to be higher projected. I don't know. It's a, to me, like he's 4,800. We saw McVay just basically sign, sign the guy back and said, here you go. Did right. he have like 30 carries or something? I mean, it was close. I think, I think it was stupid. 22 carries and I think yeah. four receptions or something. Yeah. I know he's facing the Dallas Cowboys, but I think name value def- they they have a better defense in name value I think than they actually do I think they're an average defense. Yeah, and I don't know I, how I we're think, project how we're projecting think, the the Rams. Like, like yeah, I mean, just it's kind of weird to me. I don't know. I mean, this is why I go by the numbers, not by my own. That's why I don't have takes. It's just that when you get a forty eight hundred dollar running back that's going to get twenty plus touches, I would. I mean. To me, it's like, oh, this is a punt catch play type of option. And it's kind of weird that our, our initial projections, to me at least, and also around the industry. So it's not just us that like, oh no, he doesn't, he's like, he's there. He's like, he's like just random underdog running back. That's it. Yeah, but right? well, the and difference is though, the, the difference is if he's gonna be at workhorse levels. Hopefully McVeigh. So let me just say this: Hopefully McVeigh doesn't bamboozle us this week, and suddenly another running back gets all the work like he did Cam Akers. Okay, um, so I, I'm saying that to be funny, but it's definitely possible. But if Henderson is going to get four or five targets along with those, let's 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 even tip our expectations, Blender, because I expect the Rams to possibly be behind this game. Let's call it 16 carries. That's still enough at 4,800. That, that's still more than enough opportunity um you know at, at at those particular levels i mean if he catches two balls for 20 yards and rushes for 60 yards and a touchdown like i mean we're sitting pretty like what what, what more can we ask for at that price on the other side of the ball i mean we have tony pollard is pretty chalky on this slate 7500 at running back i mean i compare him i look i look at these running backs and I played Tony, Tony Pollard earlier in the season. And, I mean, I take a look at this. I I feel like I'm way more comfortable with Alvin Kamara at 7,300. Oh, absolutely. Tony, I, mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't need no, 14 no receptions. I don't need 14 receptions out of Kamara, but I just feel like, like Kamara comes preloaded with double-digit points. That at the worst-case scenario, it's like, okay, you had... It gets me to the cash line, but I mean, this ownership can't be. I mean, this ownership is going to change. I I, gu- I guarantee you, Kamara is not going to be eight percent owned on this. On this, if, I, I almost if, expect Kamara to be the highest owned running back on this slate on DraftKings, you, and you not should, like, honestly, Pollard will be owned. But I, th- to me, I'd be 
I'd be more inclined to say that it's more likely that the Pollard Camara ownership is flipped than it is what it is currently. Like I'm much more Camara's 22 and Pollard's eight. And now we're talking about why don't we take a shot at Tony Pollard at 7,500? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in with that. Yeah. I, I, so here's the thing too. Sometimes, and it's weird. This is now. This is where I think philosophy and just trying to make certain decisions come in. As long as Kamara and Pollard are roughly the same price, I'm probably taking Alvin Kamara every time, because, like you said, Blender, like there's something to something to be said about him. And like you say, coming preloaded, there's a reason he's preloaded with pretty much double-digit fantasy points. Is this because he's getting almost double-digit targets? Like it's 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 really it's really interesting. And, and what they're doing, Blender is Derek Carr. He's going to check it down. If, if it's not there, like, and, and this is the real life part that, that also the numbers support. He's not trying to put the ball in harm's way too much. If you, if you look at the games, if Kamara is open and nobody's there, he gives it to him every time. He doesn't care if it's three times in a row, Blender. If he's open, he just gives it to him. So he's ending up with these massive, reception games for 30 yards as crazy as that sounds so i for me camara over um camara over pollard straight up for me most most of the time until camara gets to 9k and pollard's still 7500 now we have a much different discussion and i camara's not going to get to 9k but my point is if there's a large enough gap then i think we can uh, we can have a discussion. I'd almost rather Kamar be 8K this week, Blender, to be honest with you, because it makes it even better because people are going to hop off. Um, so, yeah, that's – I'm done with that. How about how about uh, the, the Ponzi scheme guy? The Ponzi – I call – he's my Ponzi scheme guy. I've got – I've got – I've won – I've won a small field GPP with him two years ago when he had his, like, four touchdown – I think he had a four touchdown game. Uh-huh. Uh, but otherwise, you're typically you're typically not impressed with the score that he gives you. He's the cheapest he's been. He's on the road against the 49ers. Joe Mixon. Like, Joe Mixon is like DFS is not about like, is this guy good? But like we have Joe Mixon at 5,800, but we also have Brees Hall at 5,900. I'm much more excited to play Brees Hall than I am Joe Mixon. <laughs> well, but so the is thing, the field. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, but the thing about Mixon Only by is a that, small margin. Only by a small margin. Right. And, but, and once but, again, the ownership will change. Brees Hall is so much more likely to break off a 24-yard reception into a touchdown or something like that. But Mixon is so much more likely to touch the ball 25-plus times. Right? right. So it's like that well, weighing that back and forth. I don't. I don't think people want to click on Mixon anymore. I think people want to play Brees Hall. We saw that one of these slates two weeks ago where Brees Hall was like thirty percent owned and like double the amount that I thought he would be. I mean, I don't want to play Mixon into high ownership, but at this range, like we have a lot of guys like Mixon and Pacheco and Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift and Brees Hall and and. Yeah, we probably get outside of that range. In that range, I mean, who are you pri- more likely, more likely to prioritize? Is it the type of thing that you'd rather take a shot on Mixon or Hall, or like Pacheco and 
DeAndre Swift play for the remember the cast system, Will, that you mentioned? Yeah. Well, they both play for two of the two of the teams on the in the top rung in the upper class. And they may not have the bet. I mean, a lot of times their their quarterback and their offense kind of screws them out of touchdowns. But I, I feel so much more comfortable playing Pacheco and Swift in positive game scripts. Yes. Than I do playing Mixon or Henderson and some of these guys, Brees Hall. I mean, I mean, the Jets will probably be underdogs also. I mean, they're technically not on the road because they both play at the same stadium. So I don't think it matters. Yeah. yeah. Do you Linder. think the are you more comfortable with the that this is the type of slate where when in doubt play a chief, when in doubt play a dolphin, when in doubt play an eagle, when in doubt play a 49er? Like that, it's just it's that it just play the good yeah. teams and let everyone else take a shot on these 20 total underdog guys <laughs> and, and good luck to you. Yeah, unless you've got, like you said, value like JSN or something at 4,300. So, Blender, I, I will say right out of the gate, I think one of my favorite running backs is DeAndre Swift this week. Um, and here's why. Like, Swift is only, you know, a few games removed from – a handful, let's say a handful of games removed from a 30-point performance. Like he had 28 uh, carries that game. But if you look at DeAndre Swift, they're actually treating him a lot better than they've treated most running backs in that offense over the years. He's going to get roughly, let's call it, an average of 13 to 15 carries on average, and he's going to get three to four targets. And he has the ability to turn anything into a big play, and that's what we've seen. So, like, when you look at his performances, Blender, while while he's only got one really big one, 10, 18, 16, like, he's been pretty stable for an Eagles offense. That running back has just been, you don't know what they were going to do week to week. I think we have a, an idea, and they're playing a Washington team on the road. Washington, believe it or not, has been giving up gobs of points this season, Blender. And while I know if they're at the one-yard line, Jalen Hurts probably gets the touchdown, I still think DeAndre Swift has some opportunities here at 6,300 and 10% ownership projected right now. I actually don't think his ownership is going to get too high. Um, I, he, he's one of my favorites. Division game. I, I like him a lot at 6,300 on DraftKings. Let's move over to wide receiver. Do we just plug yes. in Tyreek Hill at 9,500? I mean, Cooper Cup did us dirty last week, two for 29. But, you know, they're, they're underdogs against Dallas. I mean, you could make the case that, you know, well, he'll see more, you know, they'll have to come from behind. I don't like, I don't like playing guys that are coming from behind. I want guys that are on the winning sides that score a lot of points. Yeah. Tyree Kill against the Patriots. Do you just just ninety five hundred? Just give it to me. Like is 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 that is he's he's part of that upper echelon? Yeah, Dolphin, that, right. Like just okay, give it to me. Like why why am I? Let's play the Chiefs. Let's play the Eagles. Let's play the Dolphins. Let's play the 49ers. And then whatever fits in the rest, that's what it is. And then like it's like if you did that this year. You've been You're probably very profitable, like, right? So, 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 Blender, here's what's crazy about this season, right? If you just haven't tried to get too cute, like you're still going to need that one small guy to like get you there in large field. In three entry max and single entry, not as much. But this season, Blender, if you've taken the Dolphins in those spots where they're going to run away with it and play Tua, Mostert, Tyreek, you've, you've, You've given yourself a chance to be at the top of single entry every time. 
every single time, right? If you've taken the Eagles, and, some, and the Eagles have kind of been on satellite games, it feels like to me, so they kind of haven't been as incorporated. But my point is, if you've taken Hurts and you've taken Brown in these spots where they have to score points, you've given yourself a shot. And so I think, for me, this week, yet again, they're playing the Patriots, Blender, and we, we, this, we have seen this, and I think it might be because of the climate change. We've seen the Patriots just go down to Miami and struggle, even when, even when Miami was a bad team. Like when they weren't winning any, they'd be 0-12, and you knew the Patriots were going to lose when they went to Miami. This one, they had Tom Brady and Gronk and everybody. And so, and, and maybe that's not as, as relevant, but my point is, I don't see how you fade Tyreek Hill. And, and his ownership isn't going to get crazy high because he's expensive. So if you just plug him in every week, knowing he's going to get 10, 12 targets, and to me, all targets aren't created equal. And, and they aren't if you look at dot and all that. Like Tyreek's going to get some short targets, but he's also going to get the ones where it's a 50-yard touchdown, and that's his upside. He can have two catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns in the first half, and you're already – on on the road celebrating and now it's just what else does he do i think i think tyreek has to be you know your number one this week how about in the mid-range we saw obviously prices came out before the prime time games jordan addison 5700 we saw his basically coming out party you know they still don't have justin jefferson there yeah we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think he's going to be – I mean, we have him at 10% on. I, don't, I do not no. think that's going to – That's no, not no, going no. to last. Uh, my only concern about Addison is that we have – I mean – we have that the game. I mean, he scored two touchdowns. You know, he's not. I consider him more of the Tyreek Hill type of mold, where his target volume is not going to be high, right? It's kind of that that's that that uh, comparison I had with uh, Brees Hall and Joe Mixon before. Yeah, like like the reason why I tend to lean on guys like Joe Mixon is because okay, he'll worst case scenario he's going to touch the ball twenty times, right? I mean, like yeah. I like in receivers. I like playing the guys like worst case scenario. He gets eight targets, right? 10 targets, you know, playing, playing those types of guys. And maybe they're only eight yard targets, right? Keenan Allen. I'm always comfortable. Always, you know, Keenan Allen type, type of receivers, Adam Thielen type of receivers. 
So my only concern on Addison is that his, his range of outcomes, people may be comfortable going, oh, yeah. How do you not play Jordan Addison at 5,700? They're favored on the road, 22-point implied total against the Packers. I mean, he's probably he probably should be a thousand more expensive. So I'm right. I'm not like pulling that. But the field, I get the sense that the field may end up by the time Friday comes around, and I talk to Squirrel Patrol, this ownership may be like 26%. And I go, I don't think the field realizes how wide Jordan Addison's range of outcomes truly is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, I, I do think he's slightly more stable with Jefferson out. So let, let me let me let me make that clear. Um I think his opportunities are, are there. Uh I, I've still been playing KJ Osborne, even though he didn't have the the, the big game like, like Addison. I think at 4700, he's still getting some volume. I want to back up a second, Blender, because I know we've got Ui 2K here. And he made a statement. I do want to talk about that. He said Dolphins won't have to score points this week, but that doesn't seem to matter to the Dolphins. But I'm fading Tyreek and most of just better plays available. So let, let me just say every week there are better plays available. And that's a decision you have to make. Like every week there could be a play you could lean the other way, right? Like, for instance, I, I'll use this as an, as an example, Blender. Cooper Cup didn't do well last week. I do want to say I'm probably going to have plenty of Cooper Cup and Tyreek this week, just for what it's worth. Uh, we've got Cooper at projected at 9% right now, which should change. But once again, as, as we've been talking, I think sometimes we, we overlook the obvious and we outsmart ourselves. And Uwe 2K, I'm not saying you're outsmart, outsmarting yourself. What I'm saying is if, if you listen to kind of how we led in the show, the good offenses are the good offenses this year. They're not fooling you, right? Like they're not – they're not tricking you in, in, into some weird outcome. When the Dolphins play bad teams, they put up a lot of points, right? If, if, just go back. Look at Carolina, down 14 nothing, and all of a sudden, explosion. Look at Denver. Look at look at the Chargers, who are a bad defense. Like, just look at when they've played bad defenses. You could be saying, well, the Patriots aren't as bad as we think. They've improved. We, we, okay, whatever. But my, my point is, I don't, I don't want you to – Try to try to trick yourself out of good plays just because. Like Tyreek's not getting that much ownership for you to say, oh, well, I'm just not going to play him. You know, most of it's not getting that much ownership. Like, and I think by the end of the week, I think because of the pricing, they won't either. And so if everybody's thinking the way you're thinking right now, it's just going to make the Dolphins even better plays because this is one of the more explosive offenses in the league on a slate where. I mean, we we'll see we'll see some offense. Like I'm going to be probably pretty high on the Texans' offense in general this week because they're playing the Panthers. But I I, I did want to address that. I don't want you to outsmart yourself here. The Dolphins are going to be a good team to target this week. Um, the Dolphins right, have a the Dolphins have a touchdown better implied total than more than half the teams on this slate. Yeah, we play DFS not based on. Well, they're not going to have to. They're, they're going to score. I mean, like, then if my attitude with this, because I think it's very faulty DFS logic. This is this is the logic of very bad DFS players. If you don't think the uh, the Dolphins won't have to score that much, go to the bank. You're going to take out a loan because obviously, you know, and you're going to bet the under on their implied team total, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. So you don't have to worry about playing Tyreek Hill or anything like that. I mean, obviously, if the Miami Dolphins 
are not going to have to score points this week. The betting market that has billions upon billions of dollars put in it. I mean, obviously, has to be wrong. So that's that's always my reaction to people that are like, like we don't play we don't play DFS based on plays, right? And also, you're not smarter than the market. You're never smarter than the market. The NBA, the the NFL sides and total lines are the most efficient things in all of sports betting. That if you continually you there's the reason why we use them in DFS. Teams that project to score more points will project better on average in the long term. Those are the teams that you probably should be playing, especially when they're affordable to play. Yeah. That's how you should be thinking. I don't predict the games, Will. I know you do yeah. some predicting of the games. I literally well, don't care about how the games work. I do I do a little bit more in showdown than I do in regular DFS. Because showdowns are... That's, that's a totally different animal for me. So, so, right. but, but in showdown, I do want to try to get an idea because if you could get an idea of a script in your mind and, and, and tell a story and paint a picture, then, you know, if you nail the script, you typically are going to, going to come out. Okay. Then it's just whether or not the script led you to, in a general sense, the high scoring wide receiver on the winning team. Or the high scoring wide receiver on the losing team that was playing catch up, and so then then you get into those nuts and bolts and making decisions. But but yeah, um, in, in in regular DFS, typically you know, I, I, like once again, Blenders, we start out the show. I've just been attacking good offenses every week. Like I'm not trying to trying to reinvent the wheel. It's a pretty um, simple game. Well, when the team when the team projects to score 28 points versus the team that projects to score 18 points. Most of yeah. the time, playing the team that projects to score the most points helps you in your yeah. DFS lineup. So just yeah. if if you've played the Dolphins every week against the bad teams this year, Blender, and I'm talking about Tua Tyreek, not not necessarily not even Waddle, Tua Tyreek Moster. If you play those three guys together, Blender, it's been like and you probably remember this. It's been like Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown every right. single week. Against bad teams. I'm not talking about the good teams like the Bills and the Eagles. The bad teams. That's what it's been like. And I think sometimes we forget about that. Like when you've got concentrated production like this in football, it, it doesn't matter what the price is. Like, like think about it. Back then, I think Le'Veon was around 10K. Antonio Brown was 9K. Ben was 6K. And if you played them every week, you still won. It, it, it was insane. And I think that's what we're getting from my a version of this, but it's not to a T, but we're getting a version of this from Miami against bad teams. And I, I didn't expect us to talk about this as much, but I think it's important because we can't ignore that that's where the production comes from on this team, especially when they're scoring 40 points. I'm assuming that uh, Squirrel Patrol on Friday will have a lot of Dolphins, right? He, he's typically on the Dolphins. It's like, this team just scores a ton of points. Let's... Just load up on the Dolphins. So he's going to be on on Friday when we talk more about GPP strategy. But, Will, yeah. uh, you got Chiefs Prop Shop in our Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. You can join it if you're out there. It's free. So just go to rotogrinders.com slash Discord, and you can be part of Chiefs Prop Shop. How busy will 
How much more busy can your prop shop channel get now that NBA is back? Oh man, it's it's uh, it's it's rolling. And, and listen, and what are you looking? What are you looking at uh, specifically tonight? I guess in because uh, we're not going to talk about the DFS stuff because yeah. that really depends on news. Tune into Grinders Live and Crunch Time for the NBA DFS based stuff. Less so on this show, uh, yeah. but as far as prize picks, underdog sports books. I mean, we have the Pick'em tool. Here on Roto Grinders, we also have the prop model, the scores and odds prop model, which uses the Roto Grinders projections. If you're not playing DFS and you just want to do pick them and props, we have a package for that also. So you could just just yeah, it's a subdivision and say I just want the props and pick them package. We also have some expert analysis, some expert picks, but you get the pick them tool for multiple sports: NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, college football. You got the prop model for those sports, right? You can just click them and they get updated. You see those, always see the timestamps. Make sure you always check the timestamps that, you know, oh, oh, all these Maverick props are, you know, I'm taking the under. It's like, yeah, because it hasn't been updated for Luca being out, right? Like, like you have to make sure that so you're not just banging out these things, not realizing that, that you haven't updated, you know, the, the, the sheet, but on the, the pick them tool right yeah. now, Based on our current projections, I mean, we have guys well, like. I, I, you know, I'm headed to grab this Jason Tatum right now. I was already on well, some unders anyway. I was just gonna say. Oh man, yeah, it's like I, I'm going. I'm going to put that in right now, Blender, like immediately. Um, Jason Tatum under 14 and a half rebounds plus assists. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that immediately. Like as as we are speaking right now, and I, I am going to check. I, I do kind of double check this Blender because, and I know it's pulling from. I still like to kind of see um, where we are, and we've got him at eleven and a half. That's right. that's, that's beautiful. Uh, what what else could I ask for here? Um, so you know, that's I'm, I'm just that, that's getting. I the just plug want to explain. I also want to explain, Will, to people what do you mean by we have him here? Like, if you go to Prize Picks and you have. A premium membership here at Rotogrind is you get our projections, our statistical projections overlaid on Prize Picks and Underdog. Yeah, and, so and make sure Blender, they understand it's, a, it's it's a Chrome extension, not not right. Not it's got to be Google Chrome. So if you're on Chrome, please right. do this. It's beautiful. Uh, it, it's it it can help you save a lot of time. You literally just well, Blender, I, I, I know I'm stealing your thunder. You can literally just go through and say, oh oh oh, this is way off. This is way off. This. Is, like, like, so for instance, the, the Clint Capella, that's not what we're talking about. That's that's like a, a point difference, less than a point. Those aren't the ones we're talking about. Let's go right. to Jaden Ivey, if you will, Blender, because Jaden Ivey is one I kind of hammered this morning. Um, if if you look at that one, you where's, will where's see. Where's Ivey? Where, where is he, where's he playing? Uh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. is heavily under. Right. So, see, so like Ivey is one that's, I'm, I'm, I'm big time on today. Um, and so, most so likely just, by the time, by the time, if you're watching this at three o'clock in the afternoon, it's quite possible this number is now at 15. Correct. Correct. Right. So, and then at 15, I mean, probably you still have value on the under there anyway, but like, remember these, it's not like DFS. These, these numbers can move, especially as more people yeah. start taking them. So that's yeah. why getting those projections the- from RG and using this early is, is, important for your your return on investment absolutely and ivy's on the list as well we've also got Cade cunningham so so for instance i think what we're saying is and this is where the the 
painting the picture comes in blender basically what we're saying is we expect detroit to not have as much output as the books expect today right in, in, a, in a nutshell based on our projections and so uh if you if, if you got on our projections last night you you saw some really good things. Um, I, 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 I had a lot of Steph Curry's under under points. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a lot of – so there were two that I had a fair amount of. LeBron under shot attempts and Jamal Murray under shot attempts. LeBron was at 19.5. Murray was at 18, 18.5. And, and uh, those were two of my highest exposed ones, and those worked out really well. So um, I, I would encourage everybody, man, to, you know – Get get the extension, I think, is is what I would say. And if you and if you get the extension, then you need premium. But the extension is very important in this. It, I mean, it's I can't tell you well, how you much. You can do time it two it ways. Stays. Like, Will, Will, let me let me explain. I mean, you could do it two ways. You have this extension, you have you have the pick'em tool. So if you want just a chart of this and the prop model, right? Which is compares yeah. to regular books, but I mean you can see here, like I could go right here, player projections. So for the people that have a little bit more technical inclination, right? Maybe use Excel, maybe use R or Python themselves. Like, dude, we have the entire chart. I mean, we have this is this is our statistical. You don't have to go to lineup HQ. These is these are mean projections, and you have this download button. Just download the CSV. You could then once you have the CSV, you could do whatever the hell you want with it. You could import there. Yeah. There are dashboards out there that you could use. There are, I mean, whatever. You're coming here for for our projections, and you're comparing in any way. You could do that, but all of this, like if you're doing prize picks, like like we compare it for you already. So like if you use the Pick'em tool, no matter what you export it out into, and you're trying to do it yourself, like like dude, like like people overthink this. Well, you you know you know what I do for prize picks because I don't do prize picks as, as much as I used to because now I have access to legal books and you get bigger right. edges. Now, I'm not going to show all of this because, you know, this is supposed to be for premium members. Uh, once I'm done with the, all my props on the regular sports books, I go to prize picks. Mm -hmm. And I literally, since I'm using the RG projections as my main projection source, I just go to the pick'em tool and I just I just take the top, the, whatever the six, top six are. Yeah, absolutely. Just whatever, um, whatever they, what literally whatever they are. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter what's like. I'm not thinking about it. All I need to realize is when were the projections updated? Are any of these players playing for a team that have some injury situation that maybe the projections could be very fragile? But other than that, I mean, I'll just go and go white, Tatum, Simons. I just, I don't, I do this in college football, Will. Yeah. I have no idea who these people are. I do this in hockey. I have no idea who these, I, I got, I did a five pick flex yesterday in NHL. I took I took five out of the top seven mm -hmm. for thirty bucks, and it's like okay, there's three hundred bucks, like just like five out of five. Yeah, I don't know and who these people what? are. Well, I guess just don't what? even know who these people are. Blender, I took I turned mine into a six pick because I added the Steph Curry free square. Right. I and guess what? I I, I hit on the one guy out of, out of that top seven. I think that didn't get there was Owen Tippett points. That was the only one I think out of that kind of top group that didn't get everything else was fine. And at the end right. of the night, I said, well, hey, it is what it is. I still doubled up. No biggie. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. It is what it is, you know, and uh, it's 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 how you make it in, in this type of business. Like, you know, I, I wrote something 
and, and I, I want to bring this to the forefront. Like when when I came through playing DFS, and I, I'm using this uh, specifically, when I came through playing DFS, I had to realize very quickly, Blender, that in order for me to accelerate my acumen, I had to trust people that knew more than I did, and I had to trust right the tools that they use, which which helped them to be successful. And so once I learned that, then suddenly I, I got better and better and better and better and better progressively. So while I do understand certain sports, it's kind of like how I tell my son, I'm like, yeah, you might think LeBron's the greatest player ever, but I have something that's going to tell me roughly how he's going to perform tonight. And that's why I'm going to beat you every time. You, you get what I'm saying? It's like right. that. And also from, that's from an ROI growth. perspective, like my, my props and sports betting of macro may be different from yours. Not, not yours particularly, Will, but out there. Yeah. If you're looking, if you're the type of person, especially this is probably more true on smaller bankrolls, that I want to find the three best NBA props, the highest value NBA props, and put a hundred or two hundred bucks each on on them. That's not my that's that you're not you're not talking to the right person. Like I'm that's not that's not how how I bet. You know how I bet, Will? I'm going to download the projections. I'm going to bet pretty much the same amount. Not 300 bucks, not 500 bucks. It may be 15 or 20 bucks. But I'm going to bet on 100. Like tonight, I may have 130 NBA props. And just anything with a positive edge across the board, just start from the top and bang them all the way out until I get to the bottom. And then I'll reload three hours later and go, did anything change that I have to add? Right. Is there anything that I, and I know out of the 130 that I put in, I'm hoping that a hundred plus are actually plus EV. And some may end up not really, especially on the bottom may not being, it's very similar to playing 150 lineups in DFS. I don't think all of my lineups are plus EV, but if I build 150, I'm pretty damn sure that, I'll have 20 really good ones and a hundred pretty decent ones. And maybe the bottom 10, like if I wish I didn't have those 10 lineups, the problem is I don't know what those 10 lineups are. I have to build yeah. 150, and then I have to figure out over time. How do I identify the 10 bad lineups? So that's what I do in props of like, I'm just spamming across the board and then I'll, I'll wait two or three weeks and then go, okay, let me take a look at individual stat categories and go, is there something I'm like losing at or winning at way too more often than not certain teams, certain players. And I go, yeah, I'm always taking the under on this guy. Like it seems like in hockey, like every time he plays and I've, and I'm only like a 20% win rate on that. And like, okay. So I have to consider that maybe the model has, is, is a little bit off on his baseline. And then yeah. I now kind of like the blitz forward. does sometimes with certain teams, certain players. Right. Once you figure that out, it's like okay, it's not that the blitz is flawed, so to speak, but it's going to lean a certain way based on certain algorithms and things behind the behind the scenes. And then once you figure that out, and that's why you know self reflection and going back and looking, say, wait a minute, I'm always taking the other. It's never working out. Something's wrong. Like if you if you had the bat this season, you realize pretty quickly, like it was pretty high on Boston, pretty high on the Dodgers. And so it would really tick pitchers down facing those teams, but you, you had to make those little adjustments to figure that out. And so, um, right. I, but I, I mean, but I'm saying yeah. when people come in and ask me, it's like, Oh, who do you have in props? It's like, like, dude, I legitimately, 
I think uh, uh, for NHL last week, because someone asked me, it's like, oh, you're starting betting NHL props. And they asked me like at like eight or nine at night and goes, who do you have tonight? I go, it was, it was on the, like the slate with like 13 games. And I'm like, I have 80 props. I'm not even sure what I have. I, I, <laughs> I put them all, I put them all in at like, like one in the afternoon. I, I would have to load up like my tracker in order to even figure out what that, I, I just wait till the end of the night and I reload it and I go, Oh, okay. I made money. <laughs> okay. Oh, I lost yeah. a little money. Uh, you know, which one, which ones hit, which ones didn't and whatever, like that's a, that's a different type of approach than a lot of people have where they're like, Hey, Will, I'm going to go watch your prize picks video. I'm going to watch your scores and odds selections and go like, Oh yeah, I want to bet a hundred, 200 bucks on like your one thing. It's like, that's, that's not my game. My game is, is yeah, this one's that the Jason Tatum has a higher edge based on our projections than the Trey young points. But how am I going to, I can't determine the difference between that. So I'm just going to just go vomit everywhere and I'll figure it out later. And it said, like, can I change my 8% ROI to 9% ROI? Can I get rid of some of the leakage so I could get up to 10% ROI? I'm not looking to win three props on a given day. I'm looking to, I'm looking to put in like three or $4,000 on all Mm -hmm. these 20, $30 things. And then at the end of the night, I open up my app and I'm like, Oh, you made uh, $217. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Let's yeah. do it again tomorrow. And then like, oh, oh, you made an eight, 8% return. Oh, you made $265. It's like, okay. okay yeah. That's fine. And you, ju- you just keep grinding it out. Right. Be- because, because here's what's going to happen, Blender. And I, I know we'll, I know we're, we'll close out soon. In, in the, in the, the pick them in, in prop streets, let's call it pick them in prop streets. You're going to have days where you, if you're grinding consistently, right, it's not going to be like big GPPs where you lose for 20 days and then on the 21st day you you make 15K, 20K. But there are going to be days where you make $100. There'll be days where you make $200. And then there'll be days where you may make $6,000, right? But, but, but you're going to have slightly more consistency day to day. So you're kind of giving up the big upside in a sense to take the small wins in between more often and then take medium size, what I call medium size wins, you know, four or $5,000 here, four or 5,000. Like, you know, Blender, there are going to be some days where our projections are just going to be so on and what you've, and, you, and then how you've combined them are going to be so good. Like you're going to hit, you know, 10, 20, 10 X, once right and maybe you and then and then even the ones you lose maybe you get double ups and on those days those are the really big days and the next day you make 200 bucks again you know what i mean well you can talk about all this in chief's prop shop join the discord rotogrinders.com slash discord follow will on twitter we'll have some prize picks content some nba stuff we got uh Noto's core plays for premium members we get all the premium content here for nba the statistical projections uh do you get you get as they get updated so sign up for roto grinders premium click on the link in the description get ten dollars off your first month hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door hit the subscribe button tune into grinders live and crunch time later today as they break down and lead you up to the first you know main slate on two to two game yesterday was a little appetizer 
for the first like big main slate for NBA tonight in DFS. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about Thursday night football, as well as some NHL, some NBA, some MMA, everything, right? Because that's what this show is. 11 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. 